Hi guys, I'm here with Michel Lombardi. He's the head mixologist at the Ritz London, which is one of the finest bars you can find in the world. And today we're gonna to talk about the excellence in the bar industry, excellence in mixology and how to elevate your game. I think it's gonna be fun. Thanks Michel for having, uh, Michel for having me here. Thank you very much, Sid, my pleasure and lovely to meet you all. I'm Michele Lombardi, head mixologist at the Ritz, and I'm very glad to see what we're gonna to have today with Sid. <laughs> Super. So let's dive right into it. You know, I really wanna uh, talk more about the mixology and the business of bartending. Uh, what is a good mixologist to you? Define a great mixologist. What does that mean to you? So first of all, a good mixologist is, uh, first of all, a bartender. Got okay, it. so we can, uh, we can call a mixologist, we can call bar manager, we can call whatever we want, but he has to be a good bartender. So he has to have uh, basics about all the knowledge of all the classic cocktails, also, he has to be um, all the time updating uh, himself or mm -hmm. what is the uh, the trend of the of the new stuff going on in the market, let's say. And also has to have a good communication skills, of course. He has to be very good with the customers because the first people that we serve and we're greeting is the customers. So Fantastic. this is all the for you know the modern and also the old way has to be a mixologist. Got it. And uh, when we talk about the Ritz uh, service, right? I think we we all know that you know you can expect certain standards here, you know, and that has been created by all of you, right? Uh, what are those standards which you have to abide by? There must be a standard operating procedure. Of course. So the Ritz Hotel, <coughs> especially the Rivery Bar, is working with the LQA standards, which is a company which is just belongs to different five-star hotels. Got it. So basically for this one, we have really like SOPs, which are standards of procedures mm -hmm. or how to greet the people once they step in the bar, uh, asking certain questions to, to the customers, whoever works in the bar. And uh, also you have some certain time to greet them, serve them, explain the menu. So, you know, uh, knowledge of the menu, knowledge of uh, the food as well, also because we serve a lot of food. Yep. And as well, going through to wine, champagne, or all the needs and allergens. So I'll say there is really complete way to approach people and stuff. But, uh, Fantastic. And is there a training uh, uh, program which you have to go and pass a test to? Sort of, of course. Okay. Of course. How does that look like? How long is it? What does it include? Well, so there is a one week training, of course. So whoever is a new starter. Okay. So in the first week you go through on, okay, you do a walk around of how is the, your department, you do a walk around of this, the, the Ritz Hotel in this case, you know, in, the, in London. And whatever you need to know, all the department and uh, all the what's going on basically in the hotel. And then after you go through well, all the steps. So, you know, you do like a shadow shift to whoever the manager is in line and mm -hmm. basically Got do it. a training for you, uh, how to greet the customers, how to bring it at the table, how to pull the chair, you ask if you need to take the care of your codes also for the menu. Got it. Uh, girls, of course, first, and the knowledge of the menu in how long you need to go and get the order, how long needs to be served drinks, how long okay. you need to be served food. And then yes. you go this one through one week, basically, going and going all Got the time. It. So I, I saw on the, I'm just trying to read the notes here. I saw on the, uh, you know, website there are, they define as three steps of service, right? Yeah. One is uh, a warm and sincere greeting. Yeah, So exactly. let's, let's go deeper into that. You know, how do you do a warm greeting and how do you do a sincere greeting? What does that mean? Well, for the warm greetings, literally you need to feel a tone. Like okay. uh, every customer that works in the Ritz has to be comfortable because sometimes I met some customers which were saying, oh, we were a bit intimidating to come at the Ritz because that's such important hotel, True. such important. And and then they were like, 
Oh, but it's so nice because you are all friendly. So that's the main importance, the main important things to greet the customers a warm welcome because uh, as long as you feel welcome in a proper way, mm -hmm. in, a, in a warm way, to go, hi, how are you? you okay, how was your day? Like literally get into the feelings of the customers. Got it. And then uh, let them feel, oh, like literally anywhere you can have a seat, if you prefer the counter, if you prefer any any place at the bar, make yourself comfortable as well. Also because it's a working policy of whoever is staying in the hotel. Uh -huh. So we have all the time to available even for them. Also, you know, to greet them and take for their codes and stuff, like for any needs as well, for anything. This is a warm welcome from us. Fair enough. So uh, once someone is stepping into the bar, right, uh, you're greeting them and then uh, give us an example of uh, the process which goes and you're making them sit. And then what happens? Uh, how fast do you approach and give a menu? How fast do you ask So basically order? in a, about like 30 seconds, one minute, you need to give the menu to the customers. Okay. Obviously ladies first. We have the doilies which are and, and small napkins, which is good for the customers okay. to have all the time on the right hand side. Then uh, in about three minutes, you need to take the order for food and drinks, Got asking it. for uh, allergies, of course, if they any special request as well and have a product and uh, knowledge for everything from the menu for food and drinks on because also we have our signature cocktail list but also we can do all the classic cocktails. Um, drinks has to be delivered for cocktails has to be delivered in maximum seven minutes. Okay. For after the order? After the order. Got it. So once you take the order you have... No exactly, matter how busy you are. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Okay. Any drinks, anything, the order has to be delivered in seven minutes for cocktails. Got it. For spirit, uh, spirit and mixers, it has to be five minutes. So just to recap, uh, as soon as they sit uh, in about 30 seconds, you said, yeah, exactly. place a menu. Exactly. And then uh, ask for an order and then seven minutes deliver the order, right? Yeah, but for the cocktails. For the cocktails. Then they go different timing for the spirit and mixers, which Got is it. five minutes. Got it. Or like juices or whatever for tea and coffee is how do you measure that it's being delivered in seven minutes is there a mechanism checking checking the time also because uh, when you post on the till oh it show you in the time so basically and then you have to update like delivered something like that yeah, is there exactly. as well okay. yeah and then uh, after that as well for food is maximum 15 minutes fair enough uh what are good ways to ask an order you know how how do you uh do it at ritz so basically obviously asking if there is first of all any allergies uh, and regarding cocktails, of course, which is uh, my concern, is if they have any... <clears throat> you, you can say the exact thing. Let's say I'm the customer. Okay. How would you uh, approach me? I will say, how are you? You okay? I'm great. Uh, do you have any... Um, sorry. <laughs> um, do you have any preference about spirits? What you usually drink? And if you like sweet, if you like sour, or what's your favorite cocktail? I, I like gin-based cocktails. And then fantastic. Do you like more sweet side? More on, uh, uh, sour, you know, sour. maybe a little egg white. Do you like more on straight up? you like on ice and a long drink or also on a short? And you like more? Um, I'm not that technically sound, but maybe a little velvety, like egg white. Okay, Kind fantastic. of thick, thick texture. So in that moment, I can recommend a Clover Club. Okay. So it's a fruity drink with a gin base. You go sour, you go egg white, you go creamy texture, you go, you know, the froth on the top. So it might be perfect for you. All right. I'll Any allergies that. for the egg white? Nope. Fantastic. I'll do for you, man. No Super. Problem. And then th that's it, basically. You just go in and... Yeah, exactly. You don't continue the dialogue as soon as the... I no, guess. then after, maybe when I come back and serve the cocktail, then I can go through the history. So, you know, and also you can say... So when you're giving the cocktail, what what are the words you say? Here, here's a drink, enjoy? No, no, no. Obviously, you go and you, know, you say like in the moment, uh, Madam, this is your clover club. And it's a drink invented in Philadelphia. In okay, you talk about the drink a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So you go, you create like different experience to the customers also because like walking to the Ritz, 
which has so much history. Yeah. You go yesterday also to the drink if you deliver like um, classic drinks or also the signature also because they have some signature which they've been here for many years and they have a history behind. One of those is the Ritz 110, Got which it. is one of the most seller cocktail here. It was the celebration of the 110 years of the Ritz. Yeah. And it was is a, a kind of a, a champagne cocktail, but with the gold leaves and vodka based with the creme de peche and Grand Marnier topped up with the champagne. And we create the experience putting the cube at the, at the table. Mm -hmm. So basically when you serve the cocktail, you go with a, with a little box with the whole the sugar cube and you put for the line and you got all the spark coming up at the table. Nice. So, you know, uh, a, I think, uh, you know, we'll come back to the art of mixology. I want to know more on uh, once you serve the cocktail and then after that, when do you go and ask how is it everything? You know, is it you wait for a certain uh, yeah, measurement go, or, or a time? We go <coughs> two minutes for the quality check, basically. We okay. call quality Even if it's check. one sip, you, after two minutes you go. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> So we come back to the customers, we check if the cocktail is good Fair because right. you're still in time to, to see if the customer would like to change because maybe change mind. Maybe it was expected different flavor, different taste. So it's exactly two minutes. Got it. Even if he did uh, like, you know, a couple of sips, but we wait pretty much two minutes also for food, mm -hmm. but especially for cocktails. So okay. it's the two minutes quality check. All right. And then when do you go for the second order or how do you evaluate that the customer is you know almost done let me let me go so when we see that the, the cocktail is almost done so let's say at three quarters okay. we come back to the customers and we ask if they want something else what is a good ask please give me examples of how uh, i'll say like uh so how's everything going you like your drinks yes of course like uh would you go for another round would you go for uh, for trying other cocktails i can uh, give back the menu so they can have a look at the menu guys so in the moment they say oh yeah let me have a look or what do you recommend and then the moment we go through Again, with different flavor stuff, if they want to change spirit, if they want to, to change flavor, if they want something different. Got it. And then we go through with all the... Uh, Based on your knowledge. experience, why do you think, uh, you know, people don't order the second uh, glass? Let's say, you know, is it because of the price or is it because of the time they are rushing somewhere or because they just, you, you know, that they did not enjoy the first cocktail? What, you know, how, what's your experience of they just having one and they're just saying, get me the check and I'm out? I'll say that most of the time they're rushing, even okay. because sometimes they're coming just for a drink or before like reservation anywhere else, okay. or maybe at the Ritz restaurant or also there is afternoon tea. Got it. So sometimes they come earlier and sometimes they regret because they say, oh, <laughs> if I had more time, I was there going for the second. Got it. And then all the time we offer to come back. And all the time we see people coming back, like from any reservation and stuff. It was a, let's say, I'm going to give you an example. It was one couple, uh -huh. which he had, he had the reservation. They had the reservation somewhere else, but they had just one drink, even because the, the reservation was due, like, actually yeah. in, uh, in 20 minutes. Uh -huh. So they were like, oh, we go, but we're coming back. And they came back, actually, and they were nice. super happy to come back, even because they had a good experience. So obviously, because we have just the working policy, so there is no booking just for residents or whoever, like, is literally very regular in the hotel. Uh, we're not allowed to do any booking, but that's why the people, all the time they come in, they, they like the experience because uh, it's not just a normal service, I would say, it's an experience. Great. And that's what we want to deliver to the customers. Nice. Uh, back on the mixology side of things, right? Uh, uh, how do, would you go about designing a cocktail menu? Uh, what would be the questions you would first ask before you went, you know, starting from clean slate, let's say a bar owner gives you a bar and then tells you that, hey, okay, please help me design this cocktail menu of this bar. 
Well, fantastic. First of all, um, I see how is the environment. Okay. Environment meaning uh, the, the location? Or? The location. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Also because uh, you need to adapt whatever is the location okay. um, once basically from a cocktail menu. Also because like, I'll give you an example. So you go in the race in a classic place. Yep. I'm not going to go for, for, for tiki cocktails and something like rum base and stuff here because it doesn't match whatever is uh -huh. inside here. So I'm taking inspiration for the, so the concept of whatever like is the F&B direct on a um, line okay. or also whatever is the environment and the customers like drinks. So it's for me very crucial to see what the, pe the people like at the bar drinking. So if you have to design the customer, is it the age, the, 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 the money side, let's say how wealthy they yeah, are, exactly. so uh, the spending power, the, spending the age, power well. the demographic, maybe male, female sort of thing. Yeah, what else exactly. are there? What other factors are there? I guess maybe the, the location would be one thing. Maybe are we in Hawaii or are we in the downtown or are we in Mayfair or are yeah, we in exactly. the financial it's district? Yeah, it depends also on the, um, the people. Um, type of the, peop type well, the, of the, the people. The work profession maybe. Yeah, exactly. The work profession okay. and what they like to drink also because uh, uh, the Ritz is a kind of environment which is a lot of champagne. I would say it's a champagne bar. So, you know, whatever it has. So, so let's bar. go there. You know, we'll just give uh, good examples here. So for a work location, for uh, 200,000, you know, let's say 200,000 sort of financial person, work location, 35 to 45, what kind of cocktails do you think they normally drink? Uh, so I'm going to give you a little example okay. because you were developing whatever can be the concept of the next cocktail menu. Got it. And one of the ideas was like to um, have basically a concept of a jewelry shop. Of so, a jewelry shop? Yeah. Okay. So basically uh, present a cocktail like you presenting a jewel in a shop. So basically, when the customers walk in, uh, instead of to basically request a cocktail, is requesting a jewel. So something very, very precious, like something that you need to take care of it. Interesting. So you're not gonna have a normal cocktail, but you're gonna have like literally something that you can keep with you, remind, and obviously can have like some food pairing as well, and something which it might be all the time impressing your mind. Interesting. Uh, what other, uh, uh, let's say. Uh, elements would go in a cocktail menu like you know how would you design it price wise or category wise or gin based whiskey based how would you normally design it so basically obviously we we divide the menu for the spirits okay obviously we're not gonna have uh, much on gin let's say or much bottle we try to uh, make sure that all the spirits are covered in the menu okay so obviously um, for the trend and uh, here in England is uh, most gin because people they like gin yeah so it's crucial to have at least like two free cocktails with gin, so to have different flavor for different cocktail gin, gin cocktail, let's say. But then obviously you go different customers which they like to go with vodka. So I'll say that for sure, yeah. uh, you need to cover all the spirits. Yeah, yeah. Also, you can go with something like, which is not very common, maybe with disco and also with cachaça or any other different, yeah. which you have like some people which they might go for that one. Okay. So it's very surprising for them as well to, to find cocktails with this kind of spirit. Fair enough. Then after for the flavor wise, yeah. I'll say that we, we look after seasonality and seasonality. Okay. So obviously for the fruits that you have developed in the menu, we choose the fruits. So now you would be planning your summer and spring? Yeah, menus? exactly. Okay. So now we, we literally head in uh, spring and summer. So obviously we're working with the uh, um, products which they are uh, seasonality in this in this season. Obviously. So working on more uh, tropical and yeah. know, flavor taste, very fresh, very colorful as well, even because for my side as well, we develop even with colors. Yeah. And uh, colors okay. for me as well is very important, even nice. because I'll give you a little example. 
there are some drinks which they are working around with the waiter and their customers maybe seeing the waiter passing with those drinks and True. the color is very appealing, very catching. They say, oh, what's that? Yeah. And then you go through and you explain that the cocktail is this made, made with some different uh, flavors. What stuff. colors do you think pop, you know, are, are does the trick? The trick, the, um, the more colorful, the, the better are. Like for bright the and... Yeah. Um, I'm, from my experience here, the Ritz, so the blue colors is very catching that. for yeah, them. Yeah. And also purplish, let's okay. say. So, yeah, also the red, also because Natch very good here. The, yeah. The decor. Something just looks different, right? They're yeah, not, exactly, there's one because, you know, basically it's a it's different color as well because he's a very classic yeah, place. Yeah. And when they see something like with different colors, get that tension. Let's, let's uh, wear a buyer's hat because I think it's a dream for a lot of medium to small uh, boutique brands to get a placement in, in a place like Ritz, right? Yeah. How does the buying work for Ritz? Is it a national program, a tender work, or they can just do a normal route, knock the door and come? So in this moment, uh, there is um, some development in the company. Uh, so for sure it is the FMB director. Uh, with a FMB manager, which they okay. go through, and uh, obviously for the moment there is a process which the rates were just the best of the best. Okay. So basically they go through to the brands that the rates want would like to get. So right now it's basically Ritz approaching the brands. Yeah, there is exactly. just no, no the other way around. There is the other way around, okay. but still it depends what they offer and so on. So Got it. But is it a location based or is it national buying? It's program? a national buying. So so all Ritz uh, some head office takes care yeah, of that. Exactly. And then uh, uh, obviously it goes through. So the decision is not made at the, at, like you cannot decide if you just want to. I mean, yeah, it goes through us, obviously. But you can I, recommend that I yeah, want this course. to be. Of course, of course. I mean, start from us. Got it. But then obviously they do the contract, so the contract for uh, for the rates and stuff. But obviously because I, ju I just joined the. What, the what sort of things are you normally looking for uh, when, you know, let's say I'm a supplier, I'm pitching, I'm meeting the buyer, national buyer there and, you know, the FMB manager. What kind of things business-wise you expect? Like, okay, support programs, tastings, merchandising, yeah. you know, highest margins than any other hotels. Or maybe you tell me that, okay, as long as it's not selling in Hilton, I'll take it. What are those kind of things, you know? Yeah, for sure, uh, that one you just mentioned. Okay. And uh, basically, for sure, uh, the philosophy of the supplier on whatever they sell. So obviously, it's very crucial to have something which does any other hotel doesn't have. Got it. But it's not even about this one. It's not even about uh, like the, the merchandising and stuff. It's the philosophy of the of the company, of the supplier that you want to take. Okay. We're working very good with Dalmor and uh, McCallum, which they have a story behind. And also is uh, very high-end whiskey. And people, they, they really love here in the place. So uh, this is our two examples of, uh, um, of brand that we're how, using here. How does uh, a private label brands for example, for the private label, uh, and try to tell the story. You know, it's just a private label. End of the day. Yeah, no, of course, and that one is different because they need to come through. So they literally do uh, they get placements? Do, they, do you get? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. of course, that that for sure. But they need uh, obviously to to get through and see if there is any training program, uh, training program, if they can support the rates. What What if we prove that this gin is one of the fastest growing? My brand is number one in New York. You know, is, is, do you prefer data as well to back up when you, you know, if I can present that, you know, I'm fast growing in Singapore, New York, now we want London, would love to have five, uh, you know, placement here. That's for sure. It's something that, okay. that we go for, we go through this because uh, we're looking as well for any brands which they are developing in the market. 
and obviously has a good feedback around the, the world. So Any tips for suppliers trying to pitch on how to approach? Like what is a good way to you know, present pitch, what to include in a pitch? I'll say a super good presentation. Like he has to be spot on, like literally has to be through with all the details on how the product is made okay. from where it's starting and where he wants to reach, which goal wants to reach. Because uh, if there is no uh, all of these details, obviously it's not even uh, catching appealing for uh, head office or for us as well. So as long as we know there is a programmation behind the brand, so we can go through that one. Th that's exactly where I wanted to go. Programmation, meaning the programming, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, what is that? Like if it, if there is a Christmas, we give you five pounds, a bottle, extra kickback, those kind of things? Uh, no, even that one is to have the quality and the story behind the brand. Okay. So it's not even because um, I believe the, the Ritz brand is uh, a brand which doesn't want to have bottle instead and stuff, but it wants like consistency yeah. and quality at all time. Got so it. it's more about to, to support and have quality at all time, to be all the time present for whatever the rates might be need. Fair also enough. because we know that the brand leaders are working really good and uh, literally for everything that we need. How do you good. measure a, a, a good performing brand and a not good performing brand? I want to go on the not good. You know, how do you know that these brands are done and I, I, you know, what do you do with them to blow them out? Well, in the beginning, obviously, we start from the tasting. Okay. So we test the product, we see if it's working good. Obviously, we, we go through as well with the customers. So sometimes they can have some, uh, some taste as well. Got so it. also because uh, they... Is so you, you pour neat tastings? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Sometimes even because people, they feel at home. Got so it. sometimes if we have some, uh, let's say, free stock bottles from some suppliers, yep. which they want to be included in the in the Ritz Hotel, sometimes we go also through like what you think about this product and then they go and then we receive the feedback. Got it. Also we go through with all the, the suppliers, if there is uh, any history, if there is anything that you might be catching for us and then we go. Do, do you have suppliers also come in and do their uh, tasting yeah. or events? Yeah, most okay. of the time. Most of the Does time. that work, like that kind of support? Yeah, of course. Even because like, sometimes if they ask us, even we go for a tasting, even without, we don't know the brand and stuff. Super. We do, we do, of course. Also because he's a knowledge for uh, all more. the bartenders, all the waiters, whoever. Is it helps, there. right, when they train. Exactly. So even because the knowledge is the power. So as long as you know what is made, the, the spirit or whatever is made, the liquor. Got it. So you can go further as well. It's super for, for everybody. How, how uh, you know, just maybe five, ten more minutes. How does your training look like, you know? Uh, your morning, Every day, I'm sure you must be doing a little group huddle and a pep talk or something like that. Yeah. Right? So walk me over exactly like what what kind of how does it look? So basically, um, regarding like preps, which most of the time I try to involve bartenders and barbucks, I go through basically with me okay. and showing them I have basically the process of the prep and the prep already made. Okay. So basically, I'm, I go through for how to make the prep, so they follow me, and then obviously I ask them to help me out. And then at the end, I let them taste the final product. Okay. So for whatever we do, any homemade, let's say, uh, any homemade is for any different cocktail. So basically, we build homemade for the cocktail. Obviously, it's a development that we do together with all the bartenders because sometimes we do a brainstorming all together uh -huh. in a little briefing, let's say, when we develop a new cocktail menu. And uh, we ask, like, which kind of flavor would you like to include in the new cocktail menu? And you ask go, the bartenders? Yeah. Other, okay. And then we go through with all the flavors and stuff, and then we pick the best one, which they might be super. But this is once in a six month or something, yeah, right? Exactly. When you launch a new cocktail. Exactly. 
every right. six months because you sell spring, summer, and then. Uh, but every day, do you have like a quick briefing before the shift? Yeah, of course. Even because. What uh, do you say in that briefing? Like. Uh, obviously, we go, day. we go, we go through or oh, whatever it is uh, the day. If he's is gonna be busy, he's not gonna be busy, okay. and then we carry on with which preps we need to be done, uh, which service we need to deliver, and uh, also we have uh, a weekly briefing, which basically we include every week different cocktail classic with history. So okay. sometimes we can recommend any classic cocktails. Obviously, for the food, we go through with the plat du jour, like the, the, the dish of the day, uh-huh. and, uh, and so on. Uh, we remind at all time the steps of the LQA standards. Fair so enough. this one for sure is every day that we go through on that one. Okay. For the training itself, all yep. the time, um, for, the, for the preps, for the barbecues, and then when we go through to the cocktail menu, it's like all together, basically we do a tasting, and I show them if you have any pre-budget cocktail, the measure of the of the pouring, the glasses that we need to use, the highs that we use. And obviously, how to present the cocktail, how to talk about the cocktail. So, what, how do you learn about the art, the the magic magic part, right? Other things you can learn in the book, but how even you are just you know uh, expressing yourself, and I'm sure talking L- to the customers. Is there a place where people can learn or? How do you how do you become that magician in, in the mixology? Well, part? I'll say that um, most of this part I took from my father, because uh, he's a pastry chef. Okay. So back in my town when I was uh, a uh, young boy, let's say, uh-huh. um, I was all the time with him, and he was very inventive for about like pastries and cakes and so on. He obviously was also very precise because pastry, as we know, is is very difficult. Yeah. If you basically um, do a mistake, yes. You need to basically throw out everything yeah. and then start again. So for this, for sure, for uh, uh, the creating process, I took this one from my father. But then for that one, I went through on the inspiration that I have myself. So basically, and have a look on the environment, I have a look on the place, I have a look like and take inspiration or whatever it might fit the place Got it. and the customers. So it's this one which I can transmit to whoever is working with me. But I also say there is something that you need to feel yourself mm. because there are some bartenders which I've been talking to and they were like, oh, I like to bartend. I like to make drinks, mm. but I don't have the creativity side. Correct. Um, I believe that for the creativity side and develop yourself, and it's very important to read books, but not regarding the bartending, but books in general or whatever you would like to um, Anything, any, any hobby. Do you learn like, this kind of skills, like the mixing, the presenting, and you know, all that? Uh, did you I mean, uh, yeah, I did learn. Obviously, I, I had some uh, masters in the past, which they show me. And uh, okay. uh, it was very um, pleasant for me to watch them. And I was also, my father used to say, the job you need to steal with your eyes. Got it. So I was watching it. The job time. you need to steal with your eyes. Yeah, exactly. Got it. So, you know, I was all the time watching whatever was better than me. Yeah. And uh, also how to serve drinks, how to present the cocktails and so on. So that one I learned just watching. And then I went through and also I personalized my way of service. Mm-hmm. And I feel that is the hospitality I have myself is very in me, even because I grew in a hospitality family. Yeah. Even because uh, we had a, a business, yeah. it's still running actually in Italy. And uh, the hospitality side, I learned that one when I was uh, just young. And then. Uh, I felt literally was my way. Mikhail, uh, thank you very much. Just some closing remarks on the mixologist, on how they can improve, how they can self-learn. You know, any tips you would tell them uh, that they, they can do to increase their art, their level of service, you know, that they just 
become a better class uh, bartender and mixologist? For sure, starting from the basic is, uh, is the best thing. Because sometimes um, I met some bartenders which um, they knew already how to mix in drinks, but they didn't have the basics. So, you know, they, had, they knew how to make a Negroni, they knew how to make a Cosmopolitan, whatever. But if I was asking how is the, the process of the fermentation, they didn't know. So for sure, you need to start from the bottom, starting through the fermentation and how it's literally made a, a spirit. That is the most important to develop yourself. So you can understand all the steps for spirits, for any liquors or whatever we use. Because uh, we are mixing drinks, but there are people which they don't know what they're mixing. Yeah. So I learned literally all of these steps for the fermentation, whatever it is, the liquid and so on. And then you're going through all the flavors, mm. even because my bubble are the classic cocktails. So all the classic cocktails, they've been classics, so they've been awarded as a classic cocktails because they were working. Got it. So a classic cocktail is something that you're never going to go wrong yeah. as long as you made it in a proper way, of yeah. course. And that's why we have recipes from the the 18 yeah. and 19, which they've been all the time in there. And there are some old books, which they've been literally right how to make those, yeah. those cocktails. So having the, the basics is very important. And then you go through and when you want to develop something, starting with the cocktail competition, let's say, yeah. you started to prove yourself. God, you try to enter into those. Exactly. Your cocktails. Uh, also because like uh, the competition literally uh, challenge yourself mm. with different mind of the hospitality world and bartending world, let's yeah. say. And uh, I did many in the past, to be honest. Nice. And like challenging yourself with other people. Yeah. First of all, you create connection. Yeah. Second of all, you try new flavors. Yeah. And third of all, you, you go through all of these flavors and then you come back, you say, oh, but you know, that cocktail was good. How did uh, he mm, balance out the drink and stuff? Got it. So for sure, developing and tasting the cocktail is very important. Mm -hmm. So also when you want to develop a different cocktail, you need to brainstorm on which flavor you want to do. And from that point, you start on which spirit might match, might match the flavor. Yep. And then if you want to go more further, you go and you match the flavor with the main spirits and whatever you want to create. Any books uh, that come to mind that they can read? Any YouTube channels? So I'll say books. I'll say Liquid Intelligence from Dave Arnold. Okay. And then also it was uh, uh, Dario Comini with a Reloaded Mixology, which is the new version, but it was like a whole version, which is Italian, yeah, Italian uh, bartender. He has uh, Nottingham Forest in, in Milan. Um, also, uh, I'll say that one of my master is uh, Tommy Colonna, which one is one of the most uh, uh, famous bartender in Italy. Okay. It's part of the world class, so it's, uh, it's very famous and he's uh, literally a master. How, how pronounce the name slowly, please? Uh, Tommy. Tommy. Tommy Colonna. Colonna, okay. Yeah. Got it. He's one of the best, which, you know, he's well known in Italy as well as uh, one of the best mixologists. And Super. he's also uh, from my hometown, so I had uh, the pleasure and the and the luck to have in my hometown and, uh, you know, to develop myself over also uh, talking to him and, uh, you know, see him how he was working and so on. Super. And uh, can they reach you out anywhere if they have any, uh, you know, if, they, if you want to mentor anyone, you know, uh, how, how can people reach you out? Uh, well, through Instagram for sure. Great. Also because I'm very active on Instagram, I try all the time to update the, the profile with uh, something. You also post your cocktails there? Yeah, I do, I do. Also because I'm trying to, to work with professional photographers, which they literally 
catch the essence of the drink that I would like to, to nice. give to whoever wants to come and see me or want to see. And in this moment, I'm in the Ritz. So, you know, all the time they want to see and uh, which flavor I develop and so on. So and in this moment, actually, we work on the new cocktail menu. So Super. So can't get better, you know. From Ritz, Mikhail here. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sid. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you.